Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, we're live on Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley, where you will be hearing 30 minutes of tips, musings, and motivation for the music community. Today I have with me Canadian singer-songwriter Sabrina Fala, and she is going to be sharing her story and some tips, and we'll be playing her new tune, Kiss is a Killer, so stick around for that. Now let me give you a little background on both of us, just in case you're wondering who we are. I own Rock the Next Stage, which is a coaching and mentoring company. I also have Next Stage Entertainment, which is booking and management and more, (laughs) and Next Stage Drumming, because yes, I'm a drum chick. So I do perform and do all kinds of workshops and events, both regular drumming and percussion and therapeutic drumming. As for Sabrina, she is proving that, yes, chicks can rock. Today's episode is called Return of the Rock Chick for a Reason. (laughs) She's a natural on stage with her polished vocals, a great look and personality, and, yes, she rocks out on guitar. I love to see that because too many gals just take the stage and they're holding the microphone, and that's it. Shana Guitar, ladies. <laughs> she reminds me, actually, both her look and her style of Joan Jett and Chrissy Hines. You know, those 80 rockers for all your youngins who were saying, who, look them up, <laughs> from both the Pretenders. And um, she also reminds me a little bit of a newer band called Paramore, if anybody is familiar with them. So, yeah, it's awesome vocals, and her sound makes you stand up and take notice. She released her single, The Frontline, which was produced by award-winning producer Chris Burkett, who has worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry. She performs widely in Ottawa, Toronto, and extensively in central Canada. Sabrina has entertained audiences at various Canadian and international venues and festivals as well as charity events. Her new EP, Kiss is a Killer, is now available on iTunes. We'll be talking about that a little later. Sabrina, are you there? Yes, I am. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us all the way from the great white north. I hope you're doing well. (laughs) I'm doing great. Thank you. Pretty hot down here in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I am, so I hope things are cooler up your way. Well, at least it's not snowing in Canada, but uh, it is pretty hot here. So I'm pretty happy today because we got some warmth here. (laughs) So you were saying before the show that you've been pretty busy doing all kinds of different shows and getting the word out. So good for you. Yeah. And what types of shows are you doing mainly now? I see you're doing... Festival events, which you and I were talking about, that's mostly what I specialize in now. And, yes. And those are always interesting, right? Yes. I love doing festivals and charities and also open mic, open mic nights. And uh, for open mic nights, I sometimes contact the, the person that runs it to book a slot, or sometimes they say, come in early sign up and wait for your turn. So it depends. Sometimes you're lucky and you can sign up ahead of time, but mostly you just walk in. Cool. Now, 
are you performing with a backup band, or do you have session musicians, or how does that work? I just grab my guitar and go on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going solo. Good for you. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, I've booked both bands and solo artists, and sometimes I will arrange to have other musicians join them if they need a backup band or whatever, so it's great to be connected and to tune in to your music community, which is an excellent segue because we were going to talk about those open mic nights and how you can achieve uh, at least three main goals. So do you want to share with our listeners what you can do with an open mic night. Definitely. Um, I've had a a few things happen to me at open mic nights, actually. First of all, you gain more experience on stage. So I I gained, I faced my fear more and more from performing because, you know, the first time you get on stage, you get nervous. Then you think about, okay, what, what, what do I say to the crowd? What if I, I mess up? So open mic night is, is more like a stage where you're, you're pretty much practicing the songs that you're teaching yourself. Don't think open mic is the place you have to sing the best of your ability. You're just going there having fun, just entertaining, and just do your best. But also have confidence. And really sing your heart out. Um, other things, you can meet a lot of people at open mic nights. There's plenty of um, drummers come. If there's a drum set, if somebody wants a drummer to play with them, they'll come on stage. Bands come. If they're looking for a singer, you can talk to them. Or if you're looking for a guitarist. Or even if you just want somebody just to back you up just as an acoustic band, they're there too. And you never know even the guy at the bar who he knows. Because I um That's I gave my point. CD well, I, I gave my C D to a bar guy and he was playing it in the in the bar. So give your CDs to bar tenders because they will definitely play it in the bar. If they if they're if it's a time where they can play local acts and not have to pay the artist that they're playing, they will definitely definitely play unsigned bands. So I've had that. I've also had uh, an online radio station approach me after I performed at an open mic. So you it's you just don't believe it. Like you walk in, there might not be like twenty people there, but there will be some interesting people who will pay attention to you. And it's amazing when you don't expect things to happen. It's like, really? You know? But it's cool. I've, I've learned a lot from open mic. And from from open mic, I got so much confidence. I, got, I went to bigger stages. I decided now I'm going to try to get in, into the festivals, try to open up for the bands, not like sign bands, but like local bands. Because as a solo artist, I'm going to be the opening act for the band. So I'll get 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the festival and on their time listings and their slots available. But, yeah, it's, cool. and it's, it's really great. 
since I just have to plug it in and make it easier for them. <laughs> I don't have to do so much sound check. I just do guitar check and vocal check, and then I'm on. It doesn't take me that long to do sound check. So yeah. Exactly. So, so let's go back a little bit because you made an awful lot of really great points. And one is, and I hear this from different people locally in the Raleigh Chapel Hill area, if they've been doing this for a while, they might complain and think, oh, man, I don't want to go and do an open mic night. That's going backwards. And I'm thinking not if you're starting over, number one, not if you're looking for band members, great place for that, number two, and number three, you never know who might be in the audience. Somebody like me or like you mentioned, I know several guys who have online radio stations. In fact, two of them might be listening right now. <laughs> so you never know also, where your tunes might wind up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and you just look, you don't know what sorts of opportunities that you will be offered and what kind of collaborations can take place oh, just because you were there at that particular time. Yes. Definitely. Also, for me, when I was doing open mics, I didn't think about it going like, oh, my God, another open mic is just going to be two songs and then I'm off. I thought about it being, I'm going to go another time to an open mic, more stage experience. I'm going to connect with more, uh, more public listeners to hear me, to know me. I did open mics to get myself known more than anything. Because right. as you do more open mics in your area, people start to know you, people start to recognize you, then more people will come forward. It's it's amazing, like, because in Ottawa, we're so small, it's a small city, that I did all, most of all, I, I pretty much did all the open mics, so anywhere I went, everybody started to know who I was. And then I started to know them, and then if I saw them again, it's like... A nice, happy family, you know? We we all know each other. So it's good to get known, too, in, in right. the community. And you're, you're, exactly. And you're accomplishing two goals. Number one, you're laying the groundwork. A lot of bands and solo artists don't realize that you can't just jump in and open for a national act. It doesn't work that way. You've got no. to gain a following and... Let people know that you exist, especially for a solo artist, because people might be looking for an opening act. And the more people who know you and have heard you, now you're creating a buzz, right? Exactly. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) That's, That's what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to keep pushing so it doesn't die, you know? Because if you slow yeah, down, and exactly. that, that, that's why you, you need a social media. You need a phone. You need to stay updated because now everything's on the net now. So I, I just post right. everything that right. I'm up to on the net. Yeah. Yes, folks. And also, keep in mind, this gal found me through social media. So you've got to work it. You can't just sit back home and expect the phone to <laughs> ring. You know, it just... <laughs> Just a heads up, you know. Yeah, and um, honestly, I spent a whole day on my computer just searching, searching, searching for anything I feel 
I can send my stuff to. I feel if that person will play my music. And even if they say it's not the type of music we play, I say thank you for your honesty. It's okay, you know, like, because not everybody is going to play your music, right? But I, I, I work very hard to send to as many radio stations or college, university. I've even sent to mainstream. They've answered me, but they told me you have to go through, um, what do you call those, radio trackers, and you need to, somebody connecting to them to send it in. So I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of work. But, uh, and I'm still pushing. I'm still pushing. So. Yeah. Good for you. And, and you're right. Even if they come back and say, oh, this this isn't our style, you can actually take it one step further. Hot tip, folks. I'll be writing this down. I do this as a speaker as well. If they say no, I might ask them, thank you very much. Can you recommend another place where that would be a better fit for me? Actually, actually one of the radio stations that couldn't play me actually said, is it okay if I recommend you to somebody else? They actually did that for me. (laughs) Yeah, most of them, if you're very nice with the email that you send them, like write a very, very polite email, they will offer help even if you don't ask for it, if you're very polite. You have to be nice in this industry. Yeah. See, folks, she gets it. (laughs) There we go. I have dealt with quite a few people in the industry, and it's tough out there. And I've been told the nicer you are, the further you get in. Just be yourself. Listen. Understand the industry. Do what you want. Stick to what you want. But you have to be respectful. Because they're not going to give it to you if you're going to be like thinking you're you're all the best and all that. Because you you want to be the best for yourself. Don't try to compete with other people saying you're better than them. Because nobody is better than anybody. You want to be you. So, right. But that's it's good. My good advice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're if you're just starting out, right? You're Definitely. not at the point yet when you can cop an attitude. I'm sorry. You know, I've booked and managed hundreds of shows, and it's the bands that have showed up full of attitude and they think they're all that, it's like, really? <laughs> it's, it doesn't really make me want to work with them again, to be perfectly honest, See? because they're just being exactly. too obnoxious. But the exactly. ones are so polite. The story, do you need anything? They even help the other bands get their gear on and off. I noticed that stuff. So does the sound guy. So does the venue owner. It's a little, it seems like so insignificant, but Everybody's it does watching. make a difference. Everybody, like yeah. at the festivals, when I'm there from experience, at first I would never go to the sound guy and talk to them, but from experience, I said, maybe I should go and tell them what I want. Because if I don't tell them, they might do something with the sound that I'm like, what the, what are they doing with me? I'm a rocker. I don't want this kind of feedback or stuff to put in the background. I don't want that. I, I want clear sound so I can do my raspiness and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, as soon as I stood up 
and told people what I would like in a nice way, not not by controlling or pushing. They, they said, thank you for letting us know. It, it makes our life easier. Because if they don't know, they're just guessing what they need to do, right? Because they don't know as an artist. They don't exactly work for me. So I'm just going there. Yeah. Right. Right, because they don't know your sound. I I have even no exactly for the sound guy. If I'm the promoter of the show, for example, and there's five acts on the bill, I'll actually put you know their name, their time slot, and I'll put their style so that they'll know. Right, <laughs> you might need a direct box here, or you might need to amp it up if the sound gets a little yeah. bit louder. So that's a great point for two reasons and a great segue. So thank you. I wanted to go here eventually because okay. as a woman, yeah, as a woman in the music industry, it's a little bit different, isn't it? So getting that respect is a bit of a challenge, or it can be, depending on where you're Especially performing. Especially the fact that you stood up for field. yourself. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're you're but, kind of an anomaly, right? <laughs> well, I've had people ask me, is it really hard as a female artist just to be in the industry? I say, well, and I think it's more in the rock genre because it's more for, right. they say, only men can rock. But excuse me, Pat Benatar can rock, Hart can rock. Come on. Seriously? Exactly. So we need more women rockers to come out and show these people we can rock too because women can do everything there is no there is no like women can can't do this and men can do it no 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 sometimes women are better than men sorry <laughs> but for certain things women are very smart too but i'm i'm just trying but to prove a the point whole that me- yeah, they, they get the whole relationship aspect and, and sometimes the business aspect a little bit. And, but it all depends. But, yeah, especially as a drum chick, again, I, do, I usually play a percuss, the percussion kit mainly. But I can't play other stuff. So whenever I see that there's more and more drum chicks out there, it's like, yeah, this is so time. But, yeah, yeah, when you're in country, if you were a country artist, then that's a whole different scenario. Loads of females, both singers and singer-songwriters, guitarists in the country genre, but not as many these days in rock. I don't know if it's the American Idol effect from way back when where they got a lot of singers out there. But, geez, I just would watch these shows or I would do a show with young people in the audience and I would speak to the gals and say, ladies, there's a whole lot of testosterone on the stage here. Yeah, you need to strap on the guitar and get up here. And if you need a teacher, I've got people. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. I really wanted to see more females on the stage and an all-female band. That would have been awesome. But yeah, I don't definitely. know why so many hesitate. So good for you. Good message for for anyone listening of any age. And there you have it. So chicks can you you rock. can do anything you put your mind to. So don't don't think about it that oh I'm a girl I can't do it. No 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 no. You can do it. Just trust yourself and have confidence and have faith and you you can do it. Definitely 
good advice. Don't be like me and wait until you're, you know, <laughs> many, many years went by. I was booking so many young people, including our own two kids and all, and I, I never played. And then eventually, at the ripe old age of 47, I decided, why should the kids have all the fun? <laughs> so I decided to give it a shot. See, you're never too old to rock either. So let's uh, let's cue up your tune here, and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. Is there anything you want to say beforehand? A little intro about "Kisses the Killer." Um, do you want me to explain the song now or after? Let's see. Well, uh, when did you write it? I wrote it February of last year. I I co-wrote it actually with someone. So. In Nashville, okay. Tennessee. So it's, and it's a little bit harder than some of your other tunes on that I saw on your website. Yeah, definitely. But I like it. <laughs> it is a rocking song, yeah. Um, <laughs> All righty, folks. We'll cue it up now, so get ready. Kiss is a Killer by Sabrina Falaf. There you go. So, folks, you get a taste, and if you want to hear more, definitely go to Sabrina's website. I'll spell it out for you. Sabrina, S as in Sam, A-B-R-I-N-A, S as in Frank, A-L-L-A-H, dot com. It's also available on iTunes. So, Sabrina, let's talk about that song a little bit. Okay. So you added it to your catalog, and it's rock, and it's a little edgy, but what, what were you thinking when you wrote it? The theme was Greece, <laughs> because <laughs> the song is about having the best kiss, right? So I was thinking mm-hmm. Greece, the cool guys who think they're the best with the leather jackets and the leather pants and the motorcycle, and they just give you the kiss that you just ah, 
can't can't live without, you know? So I, I thought of that, and I like Grease too. So I thought, I think that would fit the song, because I do talk about that in the song. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Grease. So we got a theme. movie theme going. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a movie and play. That's true. Awesome. Yeah, you never know where that tune might wind up. It could be in a movie scene, so. Actually, I think I, I think it could be. Yeah, definitely. All right, folks. You heard it here I, first. A kissing theme. <laughs> What's that? A, a kissing theme. I mean, you've got such theme. a great look. Yes, and you've got such a great look that maybe you should be in the scene. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. So where else can people find you? So you have a YouTube channel? Oh, but it's yeah, a little have bit a different. So, so, on, my, so okay. on my website, there's my YouTube, my Facebook, my Twitter, and my Instagram, which they can follow me at. And I also have a Snapchat. It's Sabrina underscore Fala. Just follow me. I'll follow back, and we can chat. <laughs> I'm very approachable, so come forward. I like to make new friends. We can network. You never know. We can even write a song together. You never know what can happen. Exactly. And it doesn't matter that you're in Canada. I have had so many different guests collaborate yeah, with people all across the country. And of course. And so easy to do, especially with today's technology. So, yep. You Definitely. Yeah, I had a Canadian gal who was Joanne Stacy, who is uh, a, so- a country songwriter and singer and musician, and she actually comes down to Nashville <laughs> and collaborates with people and co-writes oh, awesome. songs and gets placement deals and all that. So it's totally that is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's totally doable. You just never know, and you meet all kinds of different people. You just don't know where your songs will wind up. So, folks, make sure you go and connect with Sabrina, show her some love, and uh, like her pages, and check out the new EP, Kisses a Killer. As for me, you can find me at page.com. Any questions, comments, or concerns, go to Dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. You can shoot me an email. Um, Also, on Amazon, I've got a best-selling book called Find Your Divine Rhythm, A Creative Success Formula. It's like a business coaching program in a book Mm -hmm. with my personal comeback story, which is pretty interesting. If you're needing any more help, I just created an online video training program. Sorry, shameless plug, but hey, you know, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. It's called The Musician's Success Formula formula and you can find more information about that on my website there's a special tab there for that that program by the way every person who purchases the program it's really affordable but you will be helping to sponsor an at-risk youth in my area we have special camps set up and i bring my drums out as part of the camp so i'm all about paying it forward folks so i'm I'd like to thank Sabrina for joining us today and taking some time out of your busy schedule and <laughs> sharing loads of great tips. So great. Yeah. I'm glad that we connected, and I'll, I'll definitely have some more ideas for you in the future. Did you want to close yeah. with any parting thoughts? Well, I would just like to say thank you for having me today. It was really nice talking to you. 
and sharing some of my experiences. And um, I think uh, I would like to say that never give, never give up on your dreams because you never know what happens in the next minute or tomorrow. And I believe that success is every step that you make. For example, you write a song, it's a success. You put it on iTunes, it's a success. You get a gig, it's a success. Everything will lead you to the goal that you're heading to. Don't stop, keep going, meet people, be approachable, and network, and have fun. And do what you love. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because you can. Awesome. Loads of great tips and inspiration there, <laughs> that's for sure. And, yes, that's a good point, that many people have their eyes set on the big honking goal. I even <laughs> wrote a blog post recently about that and did a video. But they don't realize that even the little small steps, once you knock those out of the and you get those taken care of one step yep. at a time, small pieces actually help you get to the next step or if we, help you, you rock you the next get stage. There. I if couldn't resist. Yeah, yes, if you work hard and you train, it won't happen overnight, certainly. But if oh, you're really serious overnight. about it, right, yeah. if you're really serious about it and you put in the time and the work and the effort and you're making some nice progress, then, it, yeah. It will. Yeah, it will. You, you will see the progress, and you'll be amazed, and that should encourage you to to work even harder and push harder and go for it more. Because every step, you you have to work a bit harder, but in the end, it's it's going to be worth it for everybody. So. Exactly. So thanks again. I'm going to close out with your tune here and. Folks, we'll be back here in next week with another exciting episode of Rock the Next Days with Story Daily, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you then. So then, keep on rocking. Bye for now. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.